1: beautiful people welcome back to another episode of who can relate i'm currently in toronto i decided to surprise one of my best friends up here for his birthday and shay and i got in a couple days ago and we leave in a couple days so i realized that i forgot to record this intro for this episode when i was in la with my equipment so this is just iphone voice notes to forgive the probably very poor quality but nonetheless i'll throw some background music as you hear that now to hopefully clean some of that up um if you are new here my name is justin davis aka jd and this show's all about people discovering their higher selves through adversity vulnerability with a big underline under that word and self-love We start off every episode with a quote, and today's quote is gonna be very simple, layman's terms, gonna dumb it down for everybody, but sometimes we need that friendly, easy reminder. And today's quote is, playing it safe is dangerous. Say that one again, I know it's simple, but just let it register. Playing it safe is dangerous. The reason why I chose that for this episode is because oftentimes when we are just in the routine of life, you know, we've got our day-to-day down, we've got our work down, our friend life down, social life, our relationship stuff, personal stuff. Everything is just, like, so robotic, right? In times like that, I feel like we play it safe. We just coast, and the next thing you know, the whole year goes by. Two years goes by. Ten years goes by. And we're still thinking about taking that risk on that new job or we're still thinking about taking that risk on getting out there and starting to date again or taking that risk in our relationship to elevate it to the next level, knowing that it may be necessary in order to continue the relationship. But what do we do? We fall back to all that we know, which is comfort, familiarity, and just feeling safe. But that's not going to be what's necessary in order for you to continue to live the life that you know that you deserve and to receive all that you deserve. When you play it safe, you're actually playing it dangerous because you're risking just having the most basic, regular life without any type of beautiful rewards and incredible experiences or memories or relationships, just because you were too afraid to take a risk and take a chance. So again, playing it safe is actually dangerous. I also thought it was the perfect quote for this episode, as you'll see in here. Micah and I talk a lot about that and how... A lot of times the old you, even though you're evolving and you're growing, can creep back into your day-to-day life today. Even though you're a new version, a lot of those old tendencies and old bad habits continue to find a way into your new life. Also, let's get into some intentions. Um, Today's intentions is just to really hold space for Micah. So as you'll find out. Micah is actually a consultation client of mine that I've had now for the last couple years. She's the first consultation client ever that I've met in person. I always do them on Zoom and for sure the first one I've ever had on the show and hopefully the first of many Um, for all my consultation clients. I would love to just continue to connect and meet in person and and just exchange energy finally face to face. But yeah, this beautiful soul is um, is really on an incredible evolution and in a journey of her life. And I just thought she's the perfect guest to have on this week to really share that and, and really unpack where she was and how she got to where she is today. Because I think a lot of you will be able to relate to her. And I'm sure it'll be very helpful for so many of you. So without further ado, again... Thank you so much to each and every one of you for building this incredible community. We are growing so fast. I have so many incredible updates I cannot wait to share with you. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen my story. I've, I've kind of teased a couple of sneak peeks of some stuff. And if all goes well this week, wait till you see what I'm going to do on Friday. Like, you'll never guess in a million years. And I, I'm still in awe and will have to 100% be pinched the day of if it all ends up coming, coming to fruition. <laughs> um, okay. I hope you guys are having an incredible week so far. Um, thank you again. Just so much gratitude for you guys. I know we've been rolling here now for a couple weeks, so I'm just really happy that we're able to connect in this way, uh, week after week. So thanks for, um, thanks for showing love and always showing all the support. Okay. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Have a great rest of the week and I'll see you guys next week. uh miss micah welcome to who can relate
0: thank you thank you for having me for
1: sure this is special for me because not only are you the first consultation client i've ever met in person which was last week but you're the first consultation client guest on my show (laughs) so for me it's very surreal right i mean i thought it and i achieved it and now here i am like in the flesh sharing things with part of the community which is so important to me so it's an honor to have you on Um, I'm super excited to talk about what we have in store (laughs) it's gonna be good and above all I just uh, I just want to help some people out and for nothing else we are definitely gonna receive this help as well
0: I mean I found out about you by watching one of your podcasts as soon as i finished watching that one i went ahead and booked a session with you immediately (laughs) so this is definitely beyond full circle for me i didn't think i was going to be in this seat i thought i was getting jd one-on-one time (laughs) and but that's how powerful your work has been Mm -hmm. for me that i am willing to be in the seat and share with those in your community thank you the work that you're doing
1: i received that thank you yeah i'm excited um it's it's been a uh it's been a wild ride in the best way possible so to you know again have people on the show to share the space with them is is going to be great um so we've been working together now for uh 3 4 months yeah
0: i, I think i want to say going on 4
1: yeah and um our first session let's let's just start there uh oh god <laughs> start there so i'm waiting i'm logged in right to the zoom and Nine minutes goes by, 10, 11, 12, and I was like, all right, well, and I always, because I've had this before, so I have to, while I'm recording, I have to say to the camera, like, you know, I, Justin Davis, I'm logged in, The so-and-so hasn't shown up, this is a whatever. So I'm like, let me, and I usually leave it at that, and I send it to them, and I'm like, let me just see, because I have your number in in the file. Right. And so I called you private, and you were like, hello. Not only did you call me
0: private once, you called me private, like, Six times. Yeah, yeah. And all I'm thinking in my head is like, this is that ex right. who is calling me private and blocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, after the seventh time, I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm open to whatever this person <laughs> has to say. And you, you just said, hey, Micah. Yeah. It's like,
1: who the is this? Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, it's JD. I was like, you're like, hey. I
0: was like, oh. Like, oh.
1: Our session was. Twelve minutes ago, you're like, "Oh my god, that was tomorrow." I blah, was blah, headed blah. to
0: yoga. I was still going to get some form. Yeah, exactly. Of self help. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. And so, um, yeah, we we had a, a great last uh, what, probably thirty two minutes of, of a session. We got right into it. Got right into it. Really unpacked a lot of um, powerful stuff. And and um, you know, here we are, four months later, still working together. And um, just love and and honored to be on your journey, which is a wild one in the best way possible I, and I felt like I met you at that um, crossroad moment yeah and you I think know,
0: I told you in that moment in the car I was like when I say I'm ready to do the work I'm ready to do the work yeah I don't care what it takes yeah I'm coming to you for help let's let's do it
1: and you've proven that time and time again um, so it's it's just been so amazing to see you flourish and when we talked about having you on I was like what do we talk about? We could talk about whatever, right? Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I obviously keep all your stuff private, but I'm like, I know you have something to share and, and I know we can, you know, figure some stuff out. And we've kind of just created this umbrella of a topic of why is it that the older versions, plural, right, of me keep coming up today when I thought I was good. I thought I've yeah. healed those wounds. I thought I've moved on from those pasts, but they still are present today. And it's really frustrating.
0: It's extremely frustrating. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's extremely frustrating. I mean, two and a half years ago, I was like, I'm going to go into therapy. I'm taking the medication. I just went through something extremely traumatic. I want to do this the right way. I want to heal. I know that this is not the everyday Mica. And so not even just therapy once a week, therapy two times a week, because that's how I could not have that much time in between. Right. And so, by the time I get to you, I'm like, dude, I'm just open to whatever. I've done the psychological work. I've done the EDMR therapy. I've done the cognitive therapy. But with you being a life coach and a relationship coach, that's this moment. Mm -hmm. That's this moment. It's not processing. Well, what I thought was not processing the past. Mm -hmm. It still was. And so just having that realization and knowing that there's someone out there like you who could do it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you were actually going to be coaching me. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, listen, I don't know either half the time. It's, yeah. it's very, um, it's very customizable. You know, I, I, I'm very like stern on that. Your program for lack of a better word is no one else's program. And, and the same for each client. I don't just say, you should do this. I may say, like, you know, I have this thing where I, I ask everyone to write a love letter to their past, present, and future selves. Like, you know, that's that. But, you know, but I am very specific as to what in that letter for each individual person and as a separate. But for you, um, I'm curious to know what are some of the things in particular, being more specific, whatever you feel like sharing, by the mm-hmm. way, um, that keep coming up and you're thinking you've you've, you've been past them?
0: Yeah. Dating the same men. Mm. Dating the same men. Luckily, two years ago, um, I realized the center point of that was my father. Okay. Realizing how every single man had a characteristic of my father, if not an embodiment of my father. Mm. I remember the last time my mom saw my ex and she was like, I'm so scared because of how much he looks like your dad. Whoa. My mom had never seen him before. Mm Mm-hmm. And so having that realization, having the courage to stand up to my dad and to say, you know what, I'm not letting any man, you included, treat me this way anymore, speak to me this way, make me feel this way. And I saw a shift or maybe not so much a shift, but I was able to recognize it a lot faster. Mm -hmm. I don't like this feeling. I'm associating this feeling to this. But also realizing that person is going to be who they're going to be. Yeah. I need to take control of my actions. I need to take control of my awareness and my tools. Mm -hmm. And so I'm starting to see that change. I'm starting to ask those questions that are not only why does the same person keep showing up or why do I keep doing the same patterns, but what are these patterns? Sure. How do I break these patterns? What fear am I afraid of that's making me stay comfortable? Mm. I I had this realization, what, when I was... 26 mm-hmm. no not even 26 25 during covid i mean covid in itself were all like three or four different versions sure. of us and so today me going to you i'm i'm 27 mm-hmm. and the version i am right now is not the version i was 20 at 25 yeah the 25 year old micah was crying over a boy and she didn't understand why and she just wanted to love and
2: mm-hmm.
0: have the white picket fence but 27 year old micah is running businesses, is mentoring other young girls, is in life coach therapy, is in relationship coach therapy, is mm-hmm. doing all therapy the work. work. Yeah. Is doing all the work and now I have all these tools. So in this form of forgiveness of like, let's move on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you get a new job, you don't get promoted to senior and still do your junior right. roles you don't even go in the same office. You don't have the same boss. You don't have the same clients. You're not doing the same work. You're learning something new yeah. and you're applying it. And really the only time you talk about it was, Oh, I remember when I was, when mm-hmm. I was in that role, it helped me get here. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm finally starting to realize. Yeah. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and
1: I have some follow up questions. You, you said something that's, uh, so profound. You said, uh, paraphrase here, but please correct me. Um, you're comfortable with the fears that you have, right some, something along those lines, yeah um, facing them yeah, and you so you're comfortable well, facing the fears, you said
0: Why am I comfortable? yeah with what what about that person am I comfortable with: I
2: think Yeah, some
1: something key. about the fears and comfortability, um, but it, I took it as like you because people can get to a point where you're just comfortable with your fears, because you're like, okay, I'm comfortable never facing them, yeah. And I'm cool with just staying here because it's safer, it's more familiar than actually going the extra route or the extra mile or facing these fears and seeing what's on the other side of them. I think it's really important. A lot of people can relate to it. And, and also, um, I know for sure there's a lot of women who, when you first start off, like attracting the same men, they're probably like, girl, you and me both. Yeah. And, and I have a question for you. I, I know the answer because I've asked you before, but just for the audience sake, um, do you believe you are responsible for who and what you attract in your life?
0: Oh yeah. 100%. Okay. Perfect. Especially now that I'm on this journey, JD, I'm not attracting anyone (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) because I feel like I'm extremely healed. Like I'm not Mm. radiating a lack of confidence. I'm not radiating someone having to validate my worth. I'm not radiating anything and everything. I'm being specific. I want to see a red car. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to see.
1: So when you're attracting a certain type of man where do you think that root of the attraction stem from i know you mentioned your father and anything else yeah
0: mm-hmm. i you look back now and luckily i've we've had a lot of deep me and my cousin i've had a lot of deep conversations during this trip here in la
2: mm-hmm.
0: just really looking back at what are all of the external things that made me who i am and i say yeah. emphasis on made Because I'm still being made. This is a different version of me. Mm -hmm. And now that I recognize it, I'm recreating myself. Mm -hmm. Um, What are all those things? You know, I am really big on looking great every time I step out of the house. Mm -hmm. Making sure my hair, my makeup is done. And I couldn't ever pinpoint that. I was a cheerleader. I coach. Cheer is the only sport where you have to be perfect. Yeah. If you're not in line, you get deducted. If your bow falls out, you get deducted. And so... Having to go back and have those conversations with myself of that's something you love to do, Mm -hmm. but now it's controlling an aspect of your life.
1: Yeah. And also it was serving to that aspect of your life for that department, but that's not applicable to other departments. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And even in relationships that could go the same way. It's like, okay, I want everything to be perfect. Okay. You're just doing the bare (laughs) minimum. Oh my gosh, this is so great. Yeah. And it's not. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not, are yeah. you doing these every single day? Is mm-hmm. it just for the cheerleading, you get two minutes and 30 seconds? Yeah. Are you just showing love to me for two minutes and 30 seconds and then walking away? Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting until the next competition or the next event. So really trying to process what all has come in my life, who all has come in my life, mm-hmm. and really facing that fear, facing that understanding of this is what it was. This is not what it always has to be.
1: What did that fear feel like? When you were facing it, because it's easy to say it. Yeah. But to actually do it and to stay on track with it. What was that like?
0: Scary. I mean, I feel like I just got a tremble in my chest because I know that's not the only one that I'm processing. Mm. Um, Luckily, I have a support system. And I'm realizing that speaking those fears out loud in the moment helps you process. Because I'm verbalizing the words. I'm telling someone. So now it's no longer just trapped up here. Right. I'm sharing it with
1: people.
0: Mm -hmm. And 99% of the time when you share it with someone, they have a solution to that fear or they give you a situation where they have felt that same fear as well.
1: I think also too, when you are facing the fear and part of that is by speaking on it to other people, I personally believe you're taking more of the power away from the fear and you're Mm. staying in with it. Yeah. Right? Fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real Mm. even though it's false even though we know the acronym even though we can tell ourselves every day all day all year it's still scary it's still scary to face those those demons those triggers those traumas those uh bad experiences and so I love that you brought up a support system and 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 you you know you doing the work and um even though it feels scary it's like you have to ask yourself in that moment what's more scary Staying stuck or mm. broken or hurt or sad or fearful or stepping into the unknown. And let's see what this feels like. Because I know what this is. Yeah, This is safe. This is familiar. This is comfortable. Right? But it's not serving. It's not healthy. This will come back on me in the long run for a long time. Right. So let me just step into the unknown. Let me face this quote unquote fear and let me be scared for a little bit. But hopefully there's either solution, a light at the end of the tunnel, a person yeah. Right. A place or thing that I'm supposed to be receiving. Cause otherwise I'm just not going to by staying here.
0: Yeah. I referenced to everyone now. I remember maybe it was our second session. You kind of pictured it as a rainbow mm. and it's like, there's fear on one side and there's love on the other. Yeah. And the way I've been operating, which I would think everyone operates in at some capacity in their life is fear. Mm. It, I've gone through so many things leading up until this moment, whether that is someone jumping in front of you on the interstate, a wreck, mm-hmm. a failed test, really wanting a job and you not getting it. Every single time you're like, my expectations are a little bit lower. Right. You know, I'm going to be more hesitant going in. I'm going to be a little bit more fearful because I know what can happen. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to love in life, everything you want is in the unknown. Mm-hmm. Even what I'm about to say is the unknown. Sure. So are we really that afraid of it? Mm -hmm. And that's how front on and, like, in front of fear's face you have to be of, like, I'm never going to be able to experience Italy because that's the unknown. Sure. I've never been. Mm -hmm. And so I'm now starting to apply that to relationships specifically because interpersonal relationships are everyone's day-to-day life. I can't be fearful of what you may or may not give back. Mm -hmm. And I, we were kind of talking about it on the, on the way here of that word, unconditional Yeah. like unconditional. I was listening to a meditation last night and Abraham Hicks, she says, when you start loving unconditionally, it then makes the other person think about the condition. Mm. And I had to break this down to yeah, break it down for Kiara. me. Sure. So I repeat yeah. it again. When you start loving unconditionally, It makes the other person look at the condition. So if Mm. I am just like, you know what, J.D., you're my friend, and I'm going to be here to support you. I don't care if you never text me back. I don't care if you never even say Micah was my friend. I am now going to have no more fear of what you're going to do. I'm going to take control of my emotions Mm -hmm. and give you that unconditional support no matter what you're doing. So now it's unconditional. Mm -hmm you're going to eventually look at that message and be like, why does she keep messaging me? Mm. Like, Why does she keep being here for me? Why does she keep supporting me when I'm not doing anything? Yeah. I'm not giving her anything back. So then it starts making you not even think about my actions, but thinking about the condition. Why am I not texting back? Mm-hmm. Why is this person caring?
1: Yeah. Do I deserve this? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: And it, it just releases the fear from you of, you know what, if I'm, Going to love and face my fears, that means it doesn't matter what the outcome is.
1: Yeah. So it makes me think, and I will um, get get personal with always it I always get nervous when you say uh, that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll get personal here for a second. I'll relate it to um, my marriage. So last season I had an episode called um, Unconditional Love. Like, does it exist? It's hard to... Think about this now because of my ceremony. You're good. Think of my ceremony um, on Friday. I'll just go me before the ceremony. I was under the impression that unconditional love only exists from a parent to a child. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not even a child to a parent. That's very conditional, right? And in relationships, it was really hard for me to wrap my head around this. But my wife, however, believes in unconditional love. And so in hearing you say this, the Abraham Hicks meditation, I'm like. By her telling me she loves me unconditionally, it questioned that condition. And I was like, yeah, whoa, I I never even heard it like that. So I've never heard this perspective, but what
0: kind of fears did it bring up for you? What did it make you question?
1: Well, you mentioned a rainbow. Um, I know. I didn't use the rainbow, and I used an arc. I remember, but I love that yours. I love yours. The rainbow. rainbow. That's totally fine. You know me. I'm super positive. (laughs) Do your thing. It's great. Mine was like a golden arc um, kind of thing. But yeah, (laughs) either way, same same shape. Um, And I've, I've, I've talked about this before on the show, in an episode this season called "Them at the biggest crossroad of my life," and it was simply that. Like I've been born into this condition of leading and loving in fear. Mm-hmm. and now I have the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my wife on the love side of it. So how do I get from the fear to the love? And, and it seems easy and simple in theory because you're like, well, just go to your wife. Just let her love you. Just yeah. love her the way she deserves. But for people like me, it's not that easy. Even though I'm so mindful of it, conscious of it, self-aware, it's really difficult because I started to question that condition. And some of that condition was like, What if I give it to her and she rejects me? What if I give it to her and she doesn't receive it the way I wanted to receive it? What if I give it to her and she gives it to me now? What? Right. All of these thoughts. And it's like, I I know people can relate to that, but it's just, it sucks being on this side of it because it's like, whereas my wife's just like, here you go. No attachments. I love you unconditionally. You're my husband. As long as, you know, which is some of the condition, like if I were to, because I asked this in the episode, I'm like, well, if I cheat on you, you still love me. Like, is that not a condition? She goes, yeah, the relationship may or may not end. However, it, let's say it ended. I would still have so much love for you yeah. always. And so anyways, like trying to wrap my head around it. And so it just made me think about it with that Abraham Hicks meditation. And and um, again, for me, I relay it to my my marriage.
0: Yeah, it- when I heard that, it made me go back to my own responsibility mm. in relationships. It's so easy to be like, You did this to yep. me. Mm-hmm. You did this to me. And so, therefore, I can't give you anymore. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's that fine line of abuse and taking too much. Yeah. But it made me realize how am I showing up? What am I attracting? Right. What am I attracting? And the biggest answer that I had for myself was, if you're not the same right now, 27-year-old Micah is not the same as 25-year-old Micah, the men you're attracting are different, too. Mm -hmm. They're going to be more aligned to what you are. Yeah. But you're still giving 25-year-old Micah.
1: Mm. So how do you shift that?
0: You shift that, and I mean, I just figured this (laughs) out, like, five (laughs) days ago. (laughs) Not even that, but it was just a huge breakthrough moment. Mm Mm-hmm of does my brain even know the difference between a and b all my brain knows is a right how a treated me for five years how a treated me for three years for two years for one year Mm -hmm. and so then you bring in another person and my brain's like they're cheating they're cheating still a they're cheating yeah they don't love you this is what's going to happen in two years this is what's going to happen this is what is happening Mm -hmm. and really when you put the responsibility on yourself like is it It's not that other person's fault. And only you can. Mm -hmm. You can deal with that. Right. But going back to the Micah that I wanted to be before 25, I wanted to be the lover. I wanted to be the provider. I wanted to be the emotional support system for a house Mm -hmm. and in a relationship. All of the wants that I needed around love Mm
2: -hmm.
0: were minimized because of that trauma. Yeah. And so I'm slowly pulling that back out of her. Like, I've always wanted to be an unconscious.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: conditional lover, but I can't control how someone else is using the condition. And I love how it
1: sounds like you're taking what, even though it was bad, what happened to you and taking it as a lesson and utilizing it now in a way that is serving to yeah. you and helpful to you, as opposed to just saying, poor me, look at me. This sucks. It's not my fault. It is what it is. I'm doomed. I'll be single for life, et cetera. You have that negative self-talk, whereas now you're taking, okay, look, this is what happened to me. I can take the lessons and I can learn from them. And now I have a different type of equipment right now to play in the game. And it's going to be hopefully a smoother transition into the game. Um, So it makes me think about, I remember my old school therapist from Chicago. I still have my life today. I, I still work with, it's like a father figure to me at this point. But I remember he gave me this one time when I was going through a breakup and I was like, I really miss her. I think I need to be back, be back with her. I got to work some stuff out. I had all this guilt. And he's like, I'm, I'm not telling you yay or nay, right? But I, I just will give you this. And he said, Your mind will play tricks on you. And just because you miss someone doesn't mean you have to be back with them. Right. Because a lot of times, especially if you have a lot of guilt, it's, I'm going to speak on behalf of men. Like a lot of times when men have guilt and they've ended a relationship or the relationship ended, in their mind, the only way that they can get closure and sleep at night is to be back with the person to hopefully show up in the way that they knew how. But mm-hmm. most of them, even if they do show up that way, they're like, well, what's the challenge now? Like, Where do we go right. from here? And, and the woman's like, well, we're good. This is all I want. And, and a lot of guys are like, oh, it's still not fulfilling Yeah, because it has to start and end with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever you need to heal and work through, you do that on your own. Yep. Although she may deserve the healed version of you, Give her that if and when you create it. Right. And you live in it for a while too, right? And so when he was telling me this, he's like, your familiarity and your comfortable and your safety sensors in your brain are her because you've been with her for four or five, whatever it was at the time, years. So your mind's saying, go back to that because it's safe, it's comfortable. Central nervous system scans your body four times a second. Am I safe? Am I comfortable? Am I safe? Am I comfortable four times a second? So without this half of me for the last five years, we'll just say, my best friend, you know, the person I want to call and good day, bad day, everything in between. Now this person's gone, my brain's like, where is that comfortability? It's like searching yeah. for it and it's sending mixed signals yeah. to my conscious to say, Go get her.
0: Yeah, we're uncomfortable. Why why would you do that? Exactly. Like, why would you make us uncomfortable? Let's go
1: back. Let, let's let's go with safety and comfort. Even if it's not serving to you, people can be comfortable in chaos. Right. Myself included. I... <laughs> right. <laughs> people can be uncomfortable in abusive relationships. Although it's yeah. terrible, it's still familiar to them in a, in a strange way they can predict it. Yeah. A lot of times people are like, why would you stay with him, girl? Why would you stay with him, man? It's an abusive relationship, mental or physical. And it's like, I'm used to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I'm comfortable with it. So I, I thought about that because with you, you know, you said you keep attracting like the same guy in, in, in your time. And and I wonder if there's something there with you where it's like your brain is sending you mixed signals yeah. like stay here. We know this, whether it's from father, from exes, any type of man, but I'm familiar with this. Right. And so to your point about we'll go to your rainbow on one end <laughs> is, is fear and the other end is love. love. Right. Everything in you is going to want to pull you back down to that fear because it's familiar right. and it's comfortable. But on the other side of fear, in this case of our rainbow, our arch analogy is love. And, and the only way you're ever going to receive what you deserve and you desire is to lead more with that love. Right. So how have you started to transition on your rainbow from fear to love?
0: Yeah. Honestly, again, I heard another meditation and there happened to be a baby on the stage and the baby was sleeping. And Abraham Hicks goes, where's this baby getting its peace? This baby is at a conference. The mother is in the crowd. The father's on the stage. Yet this baby is sleeping. Where's the baby getting its peace? The answer is from himself. The baby's giving himself its own peace because he has not had life and trauma tell him that he can't have his own peace within. So after hearing that, yeah, I've, I've always had my own peace. My inner being knows when it's time to sleep. It knows when to react. And so really honing in on that of being my own peace. You know, one of my lifelines, which you called it in one of our sessions, was communication. If I really want that, what am I not doing to communicate? Because typically, and you'll have to let me know if it's different, what you don't like about someone is typically what you don't like about yourself.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a projection in that I, I thought you were going to go the route of what you lack in childhood you seek as an adult Yeah, as well. I think it's both.
0: Yeah, so communication definitely. I was a latchkey kid. I was able to wake myself up in the morning, get myself ready, go to school, come home by myself. I would feed myself breakfast or lunch, dinner, know when it was time to go to sleep. There really wasn't too much communication going on in the house. Am I responsible for that? No. Are my parents doing the best that they could with the tools and the resources that they had? Yes. But now that I'm an adult and I'm craving, I'm craving for a man or a motherly figure to just communicate me communicate with me where's that peace it's within here okay let's get better at talking to yourself Micah let's get better at feeling secure and safe being alone let's get better at addressing this issue let's get better at saying whatever you felt feels like needs to be said to yourself because once you can create that stability and that peace it doesn't matter if you never respond back to any of my support messages because I'm secure.
1: Yeah. So what I also gather from that is um, there's two things that I hear from that. Correct me if I'm wrong. One is you needed awareness Mm. on what you said, like what you you were craving, what you needed. You need to be aware of that. The second thing is you need to forgive yourself and or certain people that caused whatever the, the, Root of the feeling was right, and I think a lot of people have this goal of changing and evolving and becoming the best version of themselves, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But they're like, I don't know how. That's yeah. why one of my favorite quotes is direction is more important than speed. We just have to find out where we're going before right. we go 100 miles per hour towards it. And I think that's a start for people. I think the where is starting with awareness, and the other where is starting with forgiveness and forgiveness to yourself. We had a, a session um, a couple of weeks ago, and you went down this, like, journalist past. Now that I know that that's, that's part yeah. of your background, <laughs> it makes sense. We, you went down this, this journalist past of, um, I think you wrote down, I think I had, like, you said... 50? Two, well, you said you had, like, 200 things of what you wanted in a husband, like 117, I want to be exact, of what you were gonna offer as a as a wife. One fifty. One fifty. Okay. And then it was um I think fifty things you want to forgive yourself with. And, yeah. I, and I actually have a couple of those here today I want to talk about. So and the intention behind the forgiveness was you said you wanted to have a breakthrough and understanding what I needed to forgive who and why.
0: And can I say I've had that breakthrough. It's it's been a month and a half now. Because I became aware.
1: Right. Okay. So the forgiveness, a little bit of that that you had says, I forgive you for not having the tools earlier. I forgive you for not applying them sooner. I forgive you for not thinking you're worthy. I forgive you for entertaining people who don't serve you. I forgive you for being so hard on yourself. And I forgive you for never forgiving yourself. And you do now by showing grace, compassion, and being able to forgive yourself. You also said, I forgive myself for the times you tried to be better. And I forgive myself for being able to forgive myself in the sense of now. Mm.
0: That made me teary.
1: Your words, your feelings, your emotions, yeah.
0: It did, and as I'm doing this work and trusting my inner being, trusting that peace, in order to have that breakthrough, I had to, ha- have that feeling of knowing that these are the things that I wanted to work on. We use the word awareness, but there's also that inner being, re- relying on myself to guide me through this and trusting that. And a lot of those things of what you said is what I've had a breakthrough on in it. It hits. It hits really hard because now that I've been able to forgive myself and we can get into more of the how and what that looks like, it's like... <laughs> Damn, I'm tough on myself. Something as simple as I forgive you for not having the tools sooner. That is not applying them sooner. I didn't have them in the moment. I didn't have them in the moment. I didn't know how to apply them. Even if you gave them all to me right now and said, Micah, this is going to be you in 10 years study this. I'm going to be like, J.D., why the hell am I studying this? It does not apply to now, it doesn't apply to now. And so just, I don't even know if is the right word, but lowering that expectation for myself, knowing that when you set a goal, you're not changed overnight. If I go to you in a relationship and say, you know I'm sorry that I did this, I'm gonna work on it. Going back to fear, when it presents itself again, you're going to go back to that mindset of am I going to go back to what I've been doing or am I going to go back to what I am doing? And expecting that same thing in your partner too of knowing that if you can't change overnight and all your fear is gone and erased and you're done forgiving yourself, they can't. You have to give them grace in that sense too, but it starts with you giving yourself grace
1: that's the word I was going to also you said you're not sure if it's expectation and I think it is and I think it also it's grace that's the word I was going to use because as hard as I am on myself most of the times it's on things that I don't have the tools for yet yeah right so it's like understanding that and even when you do have them it doesn't mean I'm just going to apply them the perfect way that they're meant to be applied it's going to take time. I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to get back up. And just having yeah. that grace throughout. Not, not enabling grace, mm-hmm. but like supportive.
0: Supporting grace. Grace. Being, right? I, when I think grace, I think gentle. Like just patient. gentle. Patient. Patient, yeah. patient, All of those things that I said I forgave myself were either in the past or they're in the future. So the Micah that is trying to forgive herself, that is always forgiving herself, is in the now. I have to be in the now to forgive her. Because like I told you earlier, I'm different than when I got in the car. I'm different than who I am right now. I'm going to be different when this is over. And so that forgiveness is always rolling. But how hard, how hard is it going to be to forgive yourself? Yeah.
1: How much is needed too, when, when it's needed and, and knowing that. And actually I wrote down something for the outline too. It's um, actively acknowledging that you're aware of the common traits, but now having the tools to work through it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, you want to hear what happened today? So someone recircled back in, someone that you told me, Micah, I'm disappointed in you.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And I remember that. I remember when you told me you were disappointed in me. And it was the first time outwardly hearing someone say that. And I didn't like the way it made me feel. And as I'm doing all this self- Work. And, I'm and, having these. Sorry,
1: really good. It wasn't like you didn't like the way it felt because of the way I said it. It's like you knew the truth of it. I knew the truth <laughs> yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I knew that was disappointing. You know, I'm disappointed in myself too. And so I'm doing all this breakthrough work this weekend, this past week. They recircle around this morning. Hey, I miss you. You're blocked. So you went all the way around to let me know that. And in that moment, it's like, okay, I could respond. I could respond, but who is the Micah today? Who is the Micah today that doesn't want to have to forgive herself for this same pattern? Who is the Micah today? I know what I'm worth. That's something that I forgive myself for, not knowing what you're worth. Allowing people who do not serve you to be in there. So because I had the awareness of that 50 lists that I made, here's the universe, like, are you going to pass this test? Oh, yeah.
1: Temptation. Are you going to
0: pass this test? Yeah. But also, too, because I've spoke that fear to you early on, I felt comfortable speaking that fear to my cousin of saying, hey, this is the situation I'm in right now. And immediately that she's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, thank you for validating me because that's what my inner being was saying, too. Don't do it because you're going to have to do this work all over again.
1: Yep. Going to take some steps back. I just want to say, too, um I said this to another client of mine who you know. You referred me. <laughs> I'll keep her name anonymous, but um, I just had a session with her last week, and, and it's the same um, that applies here. I was telling her that if you ever question, am I doing the right things? Am I in alignment? Am I am, am I have that direction and the speed now? You're going to know when life tempts you. Yeah with things that are really, really, really hard to say no to. Now, yeah. now the new you is going to have to say no to. The old you would have said, hell yeah. yeah. Right? So just for everyone, like, if you have this test right now in your life or temptation in your life, like, I can't believe this ex reached out to me and I can't believe this job is, you know, I'm ready to, that's when you're really being tested. That's when all the work that you mentioned, yeah. all the stuff it's going to have to really, all those tools that you had in your toolbox are really going to have to be applied in the most necessary way here. Yeah. Because again, as I said about that X and and what my therapist gave me, your mind is going to play tricks on you and the universe is going to, you know, test you and tempt you. Like, are you about this life? Okay, yeah. let's see. Insert so-and-so insert certain thing. Right. Yeah. And at that moment, it's like, you're either going to take 10 steps back and, or be completely broken. have to start over. or you going to keep moving forward with this type of momentum? Yeah. And another thing I, w- I had too is, um, Back to the person who reached out to you, As I have a note. It says, uh, don't confuse standards with bonus qualities. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as
0: that as soon as came in and, you know, they're like, I miss you. In my mind, I'm like, you guys did have good communication. They talk to you all the time. That's your lifeline. That's your lifeline, Micah. That's what we need. And in that moment, I'm like, no, no, we have the tools because what, did it, what was my new intention to communicate with myself?
1: Yeah. You weren't asking the wrong things. You were asking the wrong person yeah. to give you those things. And that's the beauty of controlling what's in your control and knowing so much of what used to be a codependency is now you can do it on your own Yeah, in, in an independent, beautiful, healthy way. And not in a way of like, I don't need anyone. It's just like, I know that if I ever, can't receive this from a partner I still have it I haven't you know something I was I was saying recently um, again in a session was um, I got this from one of my boys he was like you know everyone always says like I want to fall in love can't wait to fall in love that feeling when you fall in love he's like I respect that but I also respectfully disagree and I'm going to say that you should want to stand in love mm-hmm. not fall in it kind yeah. of foundation is something that's falling. You want to stand in it. You want to want to be firm in it, but that starts with you. Yeah. If you're not firm and standing on your solid ground individually, how the hell are you going to do it with someone else? Cuz most oft more often than not, you're going to find a partner that's also teeter-tottering yeah <laughs> right
0: because you're you're mirroring each other exactly. you're attracting each other
1: exactly so it's if,
0: like a battery yeah i have what you're you're lacking we need each other that's how a exactly. battery works
1: exactly so if you can find someone who is i've said a long time ago you want someone to complement your life not complicate it yeah. so if you can find someone who's also you know got their feet more stern than ever at least more stable than ever and then you can kind of mold together to figure some stuff out but yeah. um yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's all these things that I'm, I'm so happy that you're realizing. I remember when I we first started having our sessions, I was like, yeah, you don't need me. You know, I remember like thinking, I'm like, why do you want to do this? Like, I don't really yeah. think you, you have the need as as I think you think. And I understand for a lot of, of my clients, I am a, an accountability partner above anything else, you know? Um, People know how to read self-help books. They know how to read relationship books. They know how to listen to Abraham Hicks yeah. and podcasts and whatever. But there's something about someone holding you accountable. And I just think it's so interesting how you're able to, and, and I definitely won't share this, but I know your backstory. You're able to still say, but I want what I deserve. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Temptation, knockdown. Knockdown breakdowns instead of breakthrough, et cetera, and you're like, I'm still going to show up. I still going to pick myself back up, and I'm still going to show up over and over and over. That resilience is rare, and it's also one of your superpowers.
0: Yeah, and I think with the work that I'm doing, I think it's all of our superpowers because we've always known who we've wanted to be until that trauma happened until your finances became messed with, until you lost the love of your life. And so I think my body is naturally just yearning to have what I've always wanted. But I've had to go through all these obstacles and hurdles. I don't lose. I don't lose. And I want what I want, and I'm going to get what I want, and I deserve what I want because I know it's what I will have because my inner being sees it.
1: So perfect. And this is how we're going to end it. Right. So watch this full circle. (laughs) You said you think and you believe we've always known of our superpower. It's only until trauma or debt or a certain person or place or thing happens. Right. So if you can recall an age in your life, in a time and space in your life where you were just completely either lost, broken, sad, you name it. And you can keep that with you but what would you tell your that version of you what would you tell that today what would you say to that version
0: we have to get through it we have to get through it you will not have the man of your dreams without this experience you will not be the mother of your kids without this experience you may get it but it won't you won't be as strong and not to say that you have to get beaten down to stand tall but that brought me closer to my inner being. That let me know, you're way off your path. This is not what we had in mind. This is not where we wanted to be. And now there's there's work. Let's go get those tools. Let's go get those resources. You're You're going to be okay. This hurts like hell right now, and you have no idea when it's going to get better, but we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay we are okay (laughs) you're doing it we were like surpassed okay
1: yeah you're doing it
0: and that's not what you wanted in the moment it seemed like that's what you wanted all i just want to say is like baby girl that's not what you wanted like it gets better
1: yeah i love it well i know
0: and i still have to do a session with you next week
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was sitting there thinking we could, we can go on and on and on, but I I really think um, today is almost like a a moment to look back as to how far you've come, even before me, right? But how far you've come, the journey along the way, right? When you met me, where we are now, where you are now. And um, the reason why I asked that question of what you would tell that version of yourself is because it's it's just a friendly reminder of who you were then versus who you are now. And so I
0: don't have to bring her with me.
1: Right. Exactly. And you send love and compassion yeah. and grace and empathy towards that version of you. And you respect the hell out of that version of you because it. it she was served, strong too. Yeah. yeah. It served a purpose for whatever that purpose was then. But in this season today, you're going to take a little bit of pieces of that little piece of this little piece of that. And we're going to create our new now for where we want to be. So I think it's just so important that we reflect on, you know, those moments of the past and, and in order to see where we're going to go. Yeah. And you're going to go, you are going places. i You're going to go places. Yeah. All right. Miss Micah. Thank you again. Thank you it's, for um, having me. Yeah. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. It's uh, I, I, I will give everybody this and, and I, I always, I've given this a couple of times, but this is my, uh, if if you'll allow me to give you um, a moment of just your flowers, but like acknowledging you. I've always said this to you, but um, I have a lot of clients and every time I hang up, I get energized. I'm like hyped. I've talked to other coaches and they're like, I'm like, drained, man, I am, I got two more left and I'm good for the day. I'm like, I want more. You know, I have so much to give and I just want to give it to as many people as possible. But what you give me is validation that i'm doing exactly what i should be doing and the way you give it is not just a clear-cut verbal like thank you for this it's like a feeling you know like and and how i receive it is so well and and i just like you've opened up some doors for me as as, uh this will come out after the speaking event but you gave me the opportunity to have my very first in-person speaking event talk about manifesting which is the word we've used a (laughs) lot here in the last week since you've been in l.a but that is something I manifested. And you gave me the start to that. And even when I was like, who, me? Like, are you sure? Like, I don't have the, you were like, yes. So thank you for believing in me. Thank you for trusting in me. Thank you for um, being open and transparent and vulnerable with me week in and week out and allowing me to be a part of your journey. Um, I never take it for granted. I never take it lightly. And the day I do is the day I won't have my glasses on and I won't be taking notes during our session. That's how, you know, like JD's like checked out. It's a long time to come before I ever do that. If I ever do, but, um, I just appreciate you. I see you. Yeah. And I appreciate you. I
0: told you just giving them back to you. I told you in one of our sessions, maybe our third or fourth, like you are so needed in this part of my life right now. You are a black male. You speak life into me every single session. You tell me the things that I'm too afraid to say. You prompt me to say the things that I'm too afraid to say to myself and how to stand up for myself. And the support you give is, I tell you all the time, I feel like I'm not paying you enough. I'm not giving you enough of what you're pouring into me. And Shay is so lucky to have you. Your daughter is so lucky to have you. I'm lucky to have you anyone that's in your circle is lucky to have you and we greatly appreciate it we greatly appreciate the man that you are because you are the standard like you are the standard you're not the bonus you're the standard
1: thank you i received that very well um post JD ceremony receives that very well with with no imposter syndrome <laughs> beforehand maybe but uh, I received that in all seriousness and I thank you and, and it's uh, a testament of my work you know that I've put in to me and um, and I can give to others so um, thank you you <laughs>